You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's uh, fantastic to be here. I'm very excited, and I appreciate you offering me a cool mill to do this episode. Hey, I like to just pass around the money. Now, you're only here for 30 minutes, right? I'm, I'm less than that, yeah. I'm only oh. here for about seven minutes, and then... Uh, seven minutes of the hour podcast? If I, I can just give you a couple lines, and you can dice them up through the rest of the episode. It goes... Yeah, this movie had kicks. Uh, Nicholas Cage, The Rock. Wait, what? I don't these think are, the these Rock are just, was... just sprinkle oh, you're these just, in. You're just throwing just out catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, just sprinkle these in. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. I don't know and how it, I'm going to work The Rock in, but yeah, I'm sure you can figure it out. Uh, and if that doesn't work, uh, uh, I got someone who might be able to fill in some of the dead air uh, from after my seven minutes elapse, and I fully leave the room and set um and that's uh another guest we brought on pokes you know that's right an old favorite you know hasn't I been mean, on for a while i remember him from uh uh the christopher nolan batman movie which is one of my favorite yes, episodes that is recorded. that is a great episode and then i'm sure we brought him back for some schlock that all of us have forgotten mercifully oh yeah <laughs> and this i can't even remember the movies we do like i'm gonna remember <laughs> Speaking, speaking of schlock that we wish to forget, uh, Seth joined, or Seth Kroma has joined us for jujitsu. Hello. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Wait, oh, so if we're, he's, he's if we're gonna do like uh, sound clips, mm-hmm. so like you and I can just bail out and like go watch a good yeah, movie, yeah. and then post. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I only paid Ben. He's the big name star. You're. Right, you're... Well, I still want to give you some clips to work with. So okay, go ahead. Yeah, here's yeah. a couple clips. I don't know about that, Pogues. Wait, <laughs> I'll do one good. more. Pogues, why don't you shut up? <laughs> wow. So just work, just work with those two and just kind of drop those around in the episode. I don't recall you being so aggressive in the previous episodes. And, and why is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yo, uh, thanks for having me back, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, checking the, re- the record here, Seth. Uh, you joined us back in 2019 for Return of the Swamp Thing. You joined uh, us in 2020 for bullet oh, for bullet. I remember bullet to the head. That was. Uh, and then oh the Doctor God. Strange TV movie. That one was rough. That was rough. The, I remember the Doctor Strange TV movie because I think it was Seth who was like, "You guys should yeah. watch this." And then like a sucker, he didn't realize that meant he would have to watch it. <laughs> I know. Absolute idiot. Uh, my plan. So we through. thought, um, you know, Seth, Seth, uh, 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 a fan of the podcast, all star guest and 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 co host, co co host on this. Uh, beautiful podcast um uh reached out about doing a movie and pose and i scanning on our infinite list of comic book films we found what we thought would be a perfect hit um what we discovered <laughs> was the biggest stinker wow. on paper possibly known to man. on paper it sounded like a dream come true like when ben was telling me about it, i was like this is gonna be amazing Having Seth on at the same time, it's going to be perfect. And then we watched the movie together, and I thought, this is probably the last time Seth will ever speak to me. Ben, you know, and Ben and I have a, a, a pretty long history in our friendship of martial arts movies and oh, action Seagal movies. And, and, yeah, we're yeah. just, we kind of bonded over that. And so, like, you know, and also, you know, Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah and um but do you like him out of shape tired and only in it for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah mostly sitting or, or his stunt double but i mean you know so the whole the whole thing the movie's just called jujitsu which is a big branch of different martial arts and it it doesn't like they're in burma or there was burmese people. burma or myanmar they left it whatever it's currently called i forget which way it goes and it's it, like it's just like it would be like calling the movie karate like it doesn't it doesn't actually like describe... calling the movie karate and then everybody shoots each other yeah it was mostly knives and there's no and... Ju- i don't think there's i don't think any of what they did was jujitsu it, it is fascinating because we see about like well nine different people fight the alien yeah. which by the way has an alien part of the you'll, you'll catch up audience um yeah, I'll, I'll catch you up on it real quick once we're dead. Nine different people fight the alien. The most effective fighting technique that we witnessed is in the first act of the movie in which a man with an M60 unloads an entire magazine into yeah, his stomach. just shoot it a lot. <laughs> and then the, the second most effective is when a very elderly fishmonger's wife... <laughs> 
pulls a combat shotgun out of I don't know where and just shoots it ten times. Annihilates it. Well, we're getting. I, I would argue yeah, sure. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we went well. We went ruin the. Oh yeah, hate to spoil this piece of shit. I mean, we gotta. You know, the listeners have to earn their way to those highlights. Look, let me. Bring I would up also, real speed. quick, just like to apologize to any listener who did watch this, so they could then <laughs> listen to this podcast. I'm yeah, really we, sorry. We told them it was on Netflix, and uh, look, we're we're not culpable. It should be made clear here at the top of the episode: we're not culpable for the bullshit that we put you through, and we're very very sorry. Podcast comes with no warranty and no no guarantees <laughs> this movie's going to be incredible no movie we guarantee is going to be incredible maybe incredible <laughs> yeah well should we should we should we describe i i'm looking right now i'm not uh, if pogues if you want to do it but i'm looking at the netflix description of the movie oh i'd love to hear what the netflix description is and then i'll tell you what i think the description okay. is okay the netflix description is um after the defeat of a celebrated war hero, an ancient Never order of up. fighters battles powerful space invaders, plural, as the fate of humanity hangs in the balance. Okay, let so, me tell you, let me tell you a few things that, that are wrong. That, I don't think that guy was a famous war hero because they never mentioned that. He's, Cele- in a scene where he has, he's also in a scene where he has zero dialogue, so we know nothing about him. Two, there's only one alien. And yeah. I'll be honest, I don't think the fate of the world is in their hands because it seems like if they lose everything's still okay wait ben we gotta throw it to ben real quick uh, yeah i was digging up some uh i found the uh what i believe is the burmese uh movie movie poster for this which by the way in this one is called Earthfall. um it features nick cage as apparently the protagonist based on the placement in this photo he's the main character in the artwork um it 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 it, it, it uh it, it does it's a site we talked about this in the mini episode the uh, the director is known for his involvement in the like ninth kickboxer movie. <laughs> yeah, the kickboxer reboot that no one was clamoring Retaliation for. But my over. my favorite is up top here. We have uh, a, just a little snippet of a review from. Let me just zoom in here. Box office buzz spelled wrong dot com. Uh, <laughs> it gives it four stars, which I assume is out of a five star at minimum system. <laughs> I assume and... that it's out of a five thousand star. <laughs> And it says Predator meets Mortal Kombat, which may or may not be which... a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> there is no context for that. For I that will tell. I will tell them though that quote is how I would. This movie is yeah, just straight up the accurate. plot of Mortal Kombat, except for instead of fighting other martial artists, it's the Predator, yeah. or as Ben was referring to him, the Pursuer. So yeah. that there was no lawsuits able. Yeah, we didn't want to run into any legal complications. Well, and here. It, it starts off exactly like the Born Identity too. Well, not exactly because it starts off with an unknown man running from CG, throwing star weapons in a forest. But then he falls in the water, and then he wakes up on a fishing boat with amnesia, and people who don't speak English are confused about who the man is, and it's very like born identity and they really just they really just grabbed a lot of other people's yeah this this, this movie should have been called you've seen this before (laughs) yeah Yeah, um it it is like wild it starts like the born identity there's like a weird scene that's very reminiscent of like the jurassic world movies where they're like running through the wheat fields and the raptors are chasing them Uh uh-huh the thing is straight up the predator also feels like it's gi joe also feels like it's the matrix rave also feels like it's uh nicholas cage being like i can't believe they gave me this much money so the 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 fisher the, the the fishing people who are speaking Burmese, according to the subtitles, they they bring the the mystery guy to some sort of military base, and one of the characters it, it says appears army. to be like. It, it, what's also great is the it military. says army. It says yeah. army on their costumes, but the military base is like as if it's in like uh, the mountains of Pakistan. Yeah, like, it's like it looks. It looks like it's a like a, a base in like middle the Middle East, but it's supposed to be Myanmar, which I'm pretty sure is a jungle entirely. It's most certainly a jungle. Well, and the man was running through a jungle yes. in the beginning, of, or not maybe not a jungle, but like a forest. It was very green and very lush. Yeah, and, and this was filmed and, in Cyprus, so not really <laughs> the yeah. same as Myanmar, but. 
and I, I can't I can't get over this military outfit, which occupies the whole beginning of the movie. Oh my god! It's one is... of the longest scenes in the world to find out they don't know who know this who guy is. is, and this woman stitched him up. <laughs> and he's so everything is so deeply unclear because we're told that this is army, as Seth pointed out, which is written on a few jackets, but everyone is dressed in a mixture of unreliable camo for this environment, like urban camo, jungle camo, desert camo, some of vests. It looks like they bought, like, a Call of Duty skin pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, a random assortment. No one has, like, any kind of country flag on their outfit. They all have, like, a weird, like, black target like like badge that, some that, of them yeah, one of the badges just looks like a pawn from a chess game which is like not a you really don't want to be in that unit the pawn unit and as we learned from some of the fight scenes only one out of every 15 soldiers carries a firearm oh yeah they, this it's the least funded branch of the military Got bits. Even, even the people who have guns like don't use them or or they like run up to the person and then point their gun it's very weird and the the so so after they they do the handoff to the army or whoever they are there's this long interrogation scene and it's lit all weird everything is green and blue and it's like really like dirty they're in like it looks like an abandoned room or something and the woman yeah. who's doing the interrogation it her uniform just says army intelligence officer like it just like like she's the janitor or something or the maintenance person but it's like her her and it's like a flight suit it's not like a military yeah she looks uniform. like george bush after we yeah heard <laughs> won the iraq war and what's what's really confusing is the movie including the blurb seth read earlier presents that he's a decorated american war hero which i'm not even sure what that means. i don't think he means. is i think the guy he is died in the beginning what is the guy because he's not in the military database they never figure out who he is so he can't be in the military well yeah. the guy in the beginning who falls off the cliff from the shuriken is this guy yeah yeah, yeah. But i don't think he is the military guy because she says at one point that's the plot that is said in, in, oh in, yeah, on the on I'm, the affi- on, on the wiki you. and on everything, somehow he's supposed to be a war hero. Yet they don't know who he is, and the military's presence is unrelated to the plot of the entire movie. No, did you miss that one weird line? They were there looking for the alien, but only yeah, the, the one guy knew. <laughs> The guy, the guy who died, who was like, I've the young looking guy who says, I've been doing doing this for for 24 years. Yeah, he was like, he was the one who, he was the guy who killed the alien at the later in the movie, like with the machine gun. And then, uh, as he's dying, he's like, We've, I've been tracking this alien for 24 years. Which make because the, the says this twenty nine year old yeah, yeah like, <laughs> says, says this guy who maybe was thirty six yeah like even if he was in his forties that's still like yeah he basically graduated college joined the military became and, like a part of and the military lived in the in the jungle desert that they live in we're looking we're actually looking at part of the movie right now and it's like. A dry, arid desert. You mean a in. paintball course in Phoenix? Yeah. Like an airsoft. Like, <laughs> an airsoft arena. And a kid's birthday party. Just Colorado Springs. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's. There's a lot of. And this movie just jumps around. I find. Looking back at it now, I find it impossible that the time spent at the military base is really only about 10 minutes. Um, that seems impossible because that does because the the scene where they're just trying to figure out where the fish lady came from felt like it was easily twenty seven easily twenty seven like... because it's only around twenty minutes in that we get Tony Jaw showing up in some dope cloak rave outfit from 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 a Blade Runner sequel that didn't yeah. get off the ground uh, just doing slow knee kicks. Uh, uh, for it's insane that I fucking love. Like, just to be clear here, I fucking love Tony Shaw, oh, the protector, yeah. uh, Ong Bak. Like, I mean, just absolutely incredible. Yeah, and the fact that he appeared on screen and I was bored 
within two minutes the fights <laughs> is are... such a detriment to this movie he he you can see him wait for the other stunt performers <laughs> to like do their move you know to do to do whatever the choreography is and like he's he's just wait like he's such a fast martial artist and powerful and in this he's like come on throw the punch come on sweep me come, like it's just he is he is wasted in this it is it is so frustrating. it felt like when they used to talk about like when bruce lee was in uh, green hornet they had to like tell him that he basically had to like fight with no speed whatsoever because the camera couldn't film quick enough the television cameras couldn't like actually record it it just looked like he wasn't like he was just like a blur (laughs) so i feel like that's what they did they were like oh all these stunt guys are in their late 50s so you're gonna have to really slow it down he was like like this and they're like no slower than that can you do it and maybe just not move and they'll just fall over around you because that would be great watching we're we're watching some of the fight footage with when tony josh shows up at that desert and it's like first person camera but then it's not and then it's that was and like the bad bullet effects and sound that is one of the more egregious thing we've had bullets in movies since movies existed yeah you think you would have figured that out by now you would have figured out how to do (laughs) i just standing there to do some (laughs) some decent fucking squib detonation work on walls and stuff to make it look like bullets are flying by yeah but no it it is like it it, it is like ps1 graphics that we're seeing coming out of guns it looks like they bought like you know some asset pack for yeah thirty dollars and like here's some gunfire. They went on effects. After Effects, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we'll take two of these." It's also insane that again, like we have him, Tony Jaw, assaulting an American military base, which is full of Burmese like guys. Well, it's so, just full of like the most random assortment. Random assortment. Like, I genuinely don't know if they are U.S. Yeah, military. or they're just some like. like we're never one hundred percent sure what's it's not going clear. on. But again. Throughout the entire fight sequence, men seem to just All fire dust. a handful of bullets at Tony Jaa when he's behind cover. Then they hold off firing any bullets while he kicks nine unarmed men. <laughs> and, then they, and then they fire a couple more bullets as he runs away. Like, it's just the There's most There's one stilted. scene early, earlier in this in this sort of infiltration and attack scene that, that uh, uh, introduces us to Tony Jaa's character... He hides behind a wooden box and multiple bullet effects hit the box like it's metal. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just like, a, what do they call that shit? It's like plywood. Yeah. It, it's it, like, a bullet would go straight through it. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Uh, and it's also just great that there's just like two plywood boxes on top of this roof that he's on for some reason. <laughs> and like every soldier in this camp is on the roof except for the one guy with the gun, yeah. which seems like if you're going to put somebody on a roof, pick the guy with the gun at least. It's very confusing. Um, so I think you absolutely nailed it during the watch, which is that you referred to this movie as an extended stunt double the doubles reel. That yeah. is what it feels like. There's the boxes. Look at those wooden boxes. <laughs> and the bullets like like smoke painted comes on. Off of them. Yeah. yeah. And then they yeah, then like after they hit, there's just like a little black circle, like a perfect circle yeah. where the bullet it's like a cartoon. Yeah, this really the, this the speed at which they're doing stuff and the the real obvious I'm gonna kick you over this and throw you off this and you're gonna land on a pad here. This looks like uh you know, an amusement park adventure you know the water world thing like, that you can yeah. go see at like at like universal studios yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just it's like and you know if you look at the the resumes of of some of the the main people in this like there's some legit stunt people in this for sure oh yeah but this it's is like the, the stunt guy who plays the like the alien is in like some marvel and dc movies yeah stuff, man it's insane it this just feels this just doesn't feel very creative to me from like a you know martial arts type but movie let's not dog it for not being creative let's not forget that during this action sequence alone we get slow-mo we get first person cams <laughs> um uh, they do this thing i feel like the day they went to film this fight scene like the director's like a, you know the camera guy's son has just bought a gopro and the camera guy was like i have a great idea yeah what if the what if the gopro is like 
it's like POV. So it's like first person. But every so often, it falls off of the guy, and we get to see him fight for that, a little bit, and then it picks back up and like attaches to his That dog. is the most confusing thing, is that we get first person from what I thought was Tony Jaa, but then Tony Jaa appears in the side frame and kicks a guy, <laughs> and then we see like arms come out from the left and right frame that belong to the stunt actor lead, and I'm like, oh, we're in his per- per- vision, and then he jumps over the camera, and I'm like, so where am I? <laughs> Yeah, like, and then, like, at one point, somebody kicks him in the groin, and he, like, falls back behind the camera and then stands up. And, like, so like wait, up. is his groin the camera? Yeah, the, the camera, like, g- goes into his crotch, and then it, it inverts, and, and it's a POV, and I, I, like, the last time we saw the frame was a man's crotch. And so it's like, is this the fucking crotch cam? Like, what's going on? Also, another thing that's so fucking confusing about this is, like, all the every hit when there's like a body kick there's dust oh yeah but none of it is real dust it's all digital dust yeah everything is added in post as if like they got done filming and they went to watch it and they were like oh i guess they were in a military base somebody should have been shooting at him add bullets <laughs> yes yeah. like that's all and, fake that's all digital hey, like, hey, and honey, like several times oh go ahead uh, hey honey are you, are you are you coming home soon no Tony Jaw punched 30 guys, so I gotta edit 30 clouds of dust. <laughs> I'm gonna be here all Get weekend. <laughs> She's like, they couldn't have just put baby powder on their clothes? He's like, no. no they, they've <laughs> never seen a, any how-to make a movie. Yeah. But what's also, like, amazing is that, like, one point later, they're, like, these people are being shot at with, like, these shurikens, which are horrible. But clearly, they were given no direction. So they're all just, like, standing there, and they're, like, in the scene, they're, like, flying by, like, an inch away from their head. But nobody reacts because no one knows what's going on. So it just looks so weird. It's like when you watch, like, Birdemic, and they're, like, just swinging hangers. But yeah. they have no idea where the birds are, so they're, like, not even close to him, And the birds that, are just, like, a screensaver. That is precisely what it looks like when they're going through that, when they're being chased by Shuriken. It, is it, just, it just shows a bunch of confused people, like, waving their arms at nothing. Uh, yeah. What I also thought was wild, and, and, you know, here comes big spoilers for, like, one of the stupidest movies we've ever watched. (laughs) We're we're introduced to, you know, um, George W. Bush's daughter, uh, who's the uh, Army Intelligence Officer, which we know because she wears it on her uniform. Yes. Because that's what you want to do when you're in the Intelligence Officer, is make sure anyone who breaks into the base would know you're the person to get. Uh, She's, like, in it a lot. She's interrogating him. She develops, like, some sort of, like, she trusts him. Yeah. They go on a mission together. And then she just straight up dies. And I'm like, why would, why did we spend 30 minutes with her in the beginning? Her death, because, like, her and death, her death is, is so nonchalant, I I assumed it was a fake out. Yeah, I thought she, she was going to come back, back. But she doesn't. She does not. Which, in the long run, who cares? But still. <laughs> but her death does give us a transition into a more important character uh, addition For, to this film. 40 well, minutes this, in. 40, minutes, For, in 40 minutes in, we're introduced to a character that you're like, well, he's going to explain the plot. <laughs> nope. He's going to talk in like dialogue where he's just removing words or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Chat GPT acted by oh, Nicolas Cage. Yes. Yeah, and you could tell Nicolas Cage was like, I just need the fight. We talked about this in the mini show. The movie cost $25 million to make. We found out Nicholas Cage was paid $5 million. So a, f- a fifth of the cost of the movie went to only Nicholas Cage. And he worked for a total of three days. And they filmed the entire movie in five weeks. Which anyone who knows anything <laughs> about movies is, that is way too short to film any movie. <laughs> like, that is not enough time to film a movie. And they spent an extra half mil uh, just shipping in newspapers for him to fold paper hats, yes. which is apparently part of his character. And which that he, de- like, That definitely comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things I, that pay off for this movie. This is a real I payoff feel, of that. I feel like, at one point, they were like, just do some Nicolas Cage stuff. And he was like, all right. And then he was like, I don't even care enough to be my weird self. Yeah, he's not even doing his He's not even doing his Only at Cage. one point, he makes like a reference to like a rodeo clown, like a Spanish rodeo clown from like a book. And I was like, well, that's definitely Nicolas Cage. But like, it doesn't <laughs> feel good. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like his weird, like, I'm eating jelly beans out of a... <laughs> Spanish rodeo clown. That's definitely Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, who else That's would make a nobody. classic Cage reference if there ever was? You know how weird he is? He's the only one who yeah. would make that. No, I mean, you're the right. rest of this movie is written in like one syllable dialogue, like, we should go there. He's honestly, like, he's he's pretty uh he's pretty tame in this one. I mean he's he's reading the lines. I think there's maybe one or two times he did a little, you know, silly improv thing, but he just looks real bored for most of it. <laughs> he yeah, just, he definitely looks like he was like, I need five million to pay something yeah, off. <laughs> he's just kind of, you know, this his his the the stunt double is doing the hard stuff. The rest of it is him literally just talking, like standing still and giving us exposition, and that's kind of it. You say giving <laughs> us exposition. But I don't even think that's accurate because I don't learn anything about what's happening with <laughs> yeah. the line. Sorry, I, he, when I said exposition, I just meant words. He's just saying <laughs> yeah. words. He's like, <laughs> you're you're here because he wants you here. And the guy's like, who? And he's Ooh, like, the spaceman. The spaceman. It's like, what? <laughs> and then like at one point he's talking about uh, how like he spends a lot of time making paper hats out of newspaper. And he's like, it's time consuming. No, it's not. It's, okay. it's literally <laughs> one of the least time consuming activities a person this, could put in. Well... Honestly, that kind of reveals something that we haven't discussed yet, which is like, like, you know, eventually in the story, they do try to explain what's going on. There's an alien. Who are these people? They try. Eh. But it's like, this is a movie where this mythical, mystical creature, you know, it's like, how often does it come back? Every 100 years? Every 1,000 years? years? No, every six years. <laughs> not even like, five. Not... Like, even five. Well, at least just, yeah, or like, them. why not ten? Yeah. Every <laughs> decade. <laughs> amount of... That's like, why six? Why six? Why six? It's like, just such an arbitrary number to pick. So maybe maybe in this maybe in this universe time works differently and six years is a long time. It's a it's a couple paper hats worth of time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, so we, we're also then to understand that Nicolas Cage was for some reason drafted into this mission. Uh, yeah, again uh, six years ago and didn't die, which seems to be like a problem they keep he, saying but for some reason it wasn't this time and he lives in a little mole ha- hut under the yeah he jungle lives in like he lives in a like piano, a haunted house with a piano and, in it and it's like decorated with weapons and and, a fun and it has fact, like a like old mirror of fun fact uh the paper hat thing made the cut of the film but as i understand it he had many other kind of hobbies and crafts that he brought up that, that they had to leave on the editing room floor. Yeah, like at one what? point he's like, like what? At one point I, I saw in some deleted footage he was like, "I've been really into Sudoku. I'm getting the hang of it. One, two, three, four. No." Uh, that would have been amazing if he just started angrily counting. I want, yeah. <laughs> I wanted one Nicolas Cage freak out. Like, if you're gonna watch shit and he's gonna be in it, I give me like one just. Bizarre These are called Beyblades. Yeah. You gotta play with me. Like, we didn't. We really didn't get Nicolas Cage. Like, are you guys still doing know. Pogs? Yeah. <laughs> it's been six years. I'm kind of out of the loop. I made my own slammer. <laughs> I've been playing rock paper scissor with myself. It's more confusing than yeah. you think it would be. <laughs> But I do think that this is a great time to try and address the plot that we're being presented. Because there is no plot in the first act. Let's there be clear. Really the the there first is act is four. I, I would say it's there are a scenes. good 50 there are scenes, minutes. There's no story to being developed. There's like 50 minutes in to an hour and a half, like an hour and 38 minute movie or something. And you still do not know what is going on. They just keep throwing out terms as if they've already explained them. It's yeah. really wild. And the plot appears to be this. Every six years, a comet goes by. Yes. I don't know why the comet's important, but they keep referencing it and showing it. From the comet, an alien teleports down through, like, a portal, like he's in uh, Star Stargate. Remember that portal that transports the guy oh, yeah. into his ship? Yep. Uh, and he comes out of it, like, running like a madman. It's very weird. That animation that they use for the, for the alien coming out of the portal into, the, into our world looks like a 1980s like television movie graphic it's surprisingly like there's a lot of bad cg in this but that one was like surprisingly awkward looking (laughs) it was really weird yeah it was very 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 weird uh and he shows up and as near as we can tell he shows up and fights nine people who have been given the art of jujitsu 
as if like it's not a thing that you can go learn at a mall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like jujitsu is not just a martial arts they teach people. Uh, and they are supposed to fight him, and he can't die, and if you wound him, he just heals. So it seems like a really pointless exercise. But if the people don't fight him and, like, hide or run away, he will not go back to the comet and kill everyone on Earth somehow. I guess because he's supposed to be so powerful. Yeah. So the stakes of this movie are, if the good guys lose, this guy leaves and comes back in six years and kills nine more people. If they win, he doesn't come back. So really, the win or loss is basically the same for us. Like, nobody else gets hurt, so I don't really care the outcome, really. I don't care if these nine people who have no personality (laughs) traits other than, like, their haircuts you could tell which one's which there are no there are no stakes like i don't and the movie unfortunately like if this movie was had a little more fun with how sort of silly and obviously you know it's borrowing from you know a lot of tropes and a lot of other movies like you could you could do this in like a fun way, especially with fucking Nicolas Cage, you would think. Yeah. But this movie is so serious, except for, you know, the, one character who says jokes and that's his character oh. is saying jokes and he shows and they're up. they're not jokes. And they're not jokes, but they're like pause for laughter is the intent. And it's, it's real weird. Um, and you, you, you think this movie could have done with, like, a protagonist that was, like, Tony Ja, but he has amnesia, and he's, like, a reluctant fighter who's, like... Because Tony Ja plays that a lot, where he's, like, uh, he's the protector. Like, he's not really, like, an aggressive asshole. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight, but he's very good but at it. But you took that fucking But you took that fucking yeah. elephant. Protecting his village, protecting his elephant. So, a, a confused Tony Ja who's forced into doing, like, a flaming knee kicks would be pretty fun. But instead, we get this like doe-eyed action hero guy who spends the entire movie going, "Huh? He had to have been huh? stunt man." I didn't bother <laughs> to look it up, but there's no way he was ever in anything. Like he's an actor. He never delivers what I would des- describe as an emotion. He just looks confused he and says, "Just what's it now?" Slate, but despite, as you pointed out, being unfamiliar with the, the the stakes of this movie at no point is that used as a vessel to deliver the audience the stakes of the movie <laughs> yeah like we don't really figure it's there's this movie I, I mean i have no way to prove this but like watching it there's a lot of really bad continuity stuff like a character is standing one way, then they're standing another, then they're standing another way. And you like, they must've done a thousand takes of all of this shit. And it just feels like this, they tried to save this in editing and (laughs) like they had to move some stuff around. They, they kill that. They kill that, uh, the army intelligence lady in like a very weird part of the movie. Like, I wonder if like, you know, did she break her contract and walk off set and they had to do rewrites and reshoots? Yeah, or she, like, she, she was like, wait, this is the whole movie I'm leaving. Yeah, like, I mean, because that happens, you know, it happens I, all the I, time. I so. thought for sure you were going to say, and they were like, we're going to have to save this in the edit. And then they realized nobody knew how to edit. <laughs> well, like, they do not save this movie. Yeah, the the product, there's, there's shots that are real, like the, the camera work in this movie, the lighting, like the technical aspects of this movie. Uh, again, if it if it wasn't trying to be so damn serious about such a a silly concept, I wouldn't really care. But like, they try to give it this really dramatic color grading, and they the lighting is supposed to look all dramatic, and it, it just it, none of it works. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even care like if it was like taking itself very seriously if it was any good whatsoever yeah the story's so like nobody read that script and was like we should make a serious film somebody had to read that script and be like that's it did you like forget to copy half the pages it's insane that they have a really simple plot and they have a guy with amnesia and we have lots of guys that collect the guy with amnesia and they say you don't remember what you're doing here or what what your purpose is and then he goes no and they go Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, go, yeah. and then they're like, 
come with us. That's fine. <laughs> That's we're, fine. We're gonna walk for a while. He's like, could you explain? Nope, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> now we have to kick some people with guns. It, it is, it is like a blood. crazy. I did look up and see that uh, the guy was also in Kickboxer Vengeance and uh, Kickboxer Retaliation. Classic. Okay, that's why. It looks so really I think he's just a friend. He's like not in much as an actor, but he is yeah. a stunt guy. He's actually the stunt, the fight coordinator for see that tv show that's on apple tv where it's like everybody's blind or something i've just also noticed how much of the costume is falling off while he's moving around um uh but we we do need to talk about the main villain here because we're presented uh what was referred to earlier as the pursuer um which is a a copyright free way of referring to a predator because this character appears in the trees with special alien vision he's 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 invisible he can turn himself invisible he can shoot spinning disc at people which are useless Uh, he uses a blade uh uh, yeah blade comes out of his arm and he can cloak uh are you getting anything (laughs) the only thing that would have made him more is if at the end when they beat him he had started laughing and then exploded yeah yeah Uh, i was yeah they're missing pogues you you called that out while we were watching and i was like i would really respect them if they just did that you know just yeah they didn't, like, even, they didn't even care they, they didn't like, even yeah, care didn't at that point it. like yeah fuck it predator did it we'll do it we don't care but we didn't get the satisfaction his suit is kind of his... like the giver uh yeah. what the giver wears to the gym i think is yeah. it looks yeah. like it looks like they took like a swimsuit like a like you know like a scuba diving suit and then they were like cut foam and then just glue it on like does it have to make sense and they're like no and then they were like does it have to stay on they were like no because midway through the movie like all the stuff that was on his legs is gone yeah, yeah. like side pants and they're just gone at the end of the movie when he's walking around he just looks like an ordinary guy it's like this oh, might he's be just a, like a gabardine this might be a super deep cut but does that anyone remember the villains from chronicles of riddick yes uh, of course i, I do ben it, yeah <laughs> that is this guy looks like he was a he was an extra I, in the background of yeah what were they called like the necromongers the necromongers yeah that is that is exactly where uh, I, I would picture him being is just standing yeah. behind like the main villain standing behind <laughs> carl urban <laughs> yeah, yeah somewhere in one of those scenes and like the costume and like holding jame duty or dame judy dench who was for some <laughs> reason in that god that she's in that Yep. Why didn't we watch that movie? Yeah, I wish that. it was based on a comic, man. I wish so mad. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the 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 suit. Uh, it's certainly not the worst I've seen, but like, I don't, I don't. This this monster. Uh, well, we started talk to talk about the name of the monster. Oh uh, yeah, which is. Officially, according to the legend, Brax, which is a terrible name for B-R-A-X. Not cool. It just sounds like a character in Mortal Kombat that would know, that's like Jax's brother. Yep. You know, or something? (laughs) Brax. Brax. Um, uh, Brax sounds like, uh, like King of Fighters, you know, where it's like everybody's a knockoff from another series. (laughs) We thought for sure, like, that that if this character were in a normal script, he would just be like like a name that was too hard to pronounce. So, like, the ancient, like, tribes that fought him would have called him, like, the Infinite One. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, like, like, like the, the, the... The Eternal the Man. The, <laughs> you the know? Smoke Devil or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. The Shadow. Um, and, but, but the only, only name other than Brax that he gets is Space Man from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Which is so non-threatening. <laughs> and it's so Yeah, weird. which is somehow lamer than Brax. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, too, because the... The... The, the local people the the, the fisher the, the fishing couple seem to know that this alien exists and oh yeah and that he's coming to kill the military people which also didn't make sense because he wasn't he was just he, coming to kill nine specific people. yeah and so like I I mean again I don't know if the I don't know I've never I have not read the comic I don't know if this is you know just a page for page redo of the comic. I, I got a new switch for you. Nobody read the comic. Yeah, it's but impossible like, to find online. But like the, there's, there's no like, cultural. It's not like, looped in like a bunch of villagers show up to help the military kill this creature that they all know about. It's just like, yeah, it's here. It shows up sometimes. It's we'll just call it the spaceman. <laughs> like it's just so lazy. 
there's there's no there's no like world building in this at all or the world building that they do is is just awful and ben makes a good point i was just thinking about this is you remember that scene in um the first predator which is one of the greatest action films of all time uh the girl talks about how when she was a child she remembers that they would sometimes find people like hanging from trees and it would just be their skeleton and she says the women referred to uh this monster as and she gives it like this long spanish name which means like i forget what it is it's like the devil who does something yeah it's it's it's, and it's like it's like a folklore that like nobody really believes but it has like this cool build-up you're like oh shit this is awesome like this guy keeps coming back and you're so into when they reveal the predator that you're like this is awesome when they revealed this guy i was like oh (laughs) yeah like okay that's it? It's yeah. not going to do anything? He kind of just looks like a Power Ranger they didn't try yeah, to hard on. Yeah, Power Ranger for sure. And we enter into the problem with the movie's entire structure, which is that it's finally revealed as we get into like the late movie what the actual stakes, I put in air quotes, of this whole tournament is, is that Brax comes through a portal every six years, which is continues to be two dumb things I said in one sentence. Um... And that he fights nine of... Uh, they don't even say Earth's greatest fighters like no, in, in Mortal Kombat. No, just nine people. Nine people that happen to be near the portal. And if those people <laughs> fight him, regardless of who wins and loses, he just goes home. Um, yeah. And you think that this would be a build-up, that we're building up to Brax's arrival with this... No, Brax is already here. Already there. And at the point in which we learned that he has to fight nine people, I think he's fought in like 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's so... He's fought and killed an entire military squad, like a platoon of soldiers I think we're dead. done. And the conflict is, is they're like trying to find him, but I'm like, what do you mean trying to find him? He's trying to fight you. Yeah, he's so tracking what, you. You could just stay where you are and he'll come fight you and then he'll yeah, go was, home. <laughs> yeah. It was very confusing. There's Why a, are you traveling to? What's what's the problem? Just go fight him? There like, was a lot of like, we're in one location and now we have to walk and have exposition and or a fight on our way to another location. And and like, there's a lot. And then we just, and then we just end a, up where we were in the beginning. Yeah, be, because yeah. then... Again, I really think there was some some editing madness that was happening. Then we go to a flashback that takes us all the way back to where we were at the start of the movie and shows us that not all of it, but some of that again. Yeah. And then it And which we are in a, the the temple and Ben, what would you refer to that temple as if you had to pick a name? <laughs> did I have did I have a good bit that I forgot? I mean no, I just mean what well, you know. It had a very specific statue in it, the Temple of. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Legend, Legend of the Hidden I, I Temple. I thought you were referring to the fact that it was the Legend of the Hidden Temple, or the Temple oh, no. of the Mall Dojo, or uh, <laughs> yeah, or maybe like a rainforest cafe back room. It had kind of a <laughs> yeah, like I I meant the main temple that oh, had the yeah the right, weird right Buddha. You mean that has the coquettish Buddha that I wondered. Yeah, <laughs> There is a Buddha that looks like he is enticing he you is, to come to bed. He is room size, and in the back of your head, all you can hear when he appears on the screen is, oh. I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> and, like, there are several scenes and shots that are with the full Buddha in frame, and it is so, so distracting. distracting. It is it is the most distracting. At one point, I quit watching what was happening. And I was like, "Did they had to like they commissioned somebody to carve this? Did he know he was making it coy? Like, did he was he like he was like I'm gonna make this a horny Buddha? It would be like if they fought in front of like a really flirty Mount Rushmore, and you're like, it what's was, going yeah. on? <laughs> or like a Statue of Liberty, and she's like lifting the like the hem of her dress a little, and you're like, that's odd. You know, I know the fabric of the galaxy is in is in the balance here, but what is up with that <laughs> Statue of Liberty? Back I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. What is this, this in Buddha? Thor must be one of the eightfold path was being horny. Why does this need to be a? Uh... In, in this room. Does not it was sense. amazing. It, you know, but, and it also is like, why is there a Buddha statue here at all? It had, no, it had nothing to do with the plot of the movie. And also, Jiu-Jitsu is a Japanese martial art. Why were they in Burma? Actually, I think Jiu-Jitsu is Brazilian. 
Yeah. There's there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then there's Japanese jiu-jitsu. I think it ori- yeah, I think it originated in Japan. Either way, not Burma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Burma it's it's wild. And, and not a bunch of like guys from New York who are in Burma. <laughs> yeah, and well, like but, and like I said too, it's like they call it jiu-jitsu and they keep talking about it, but like Tony Jaa is doing I cannot remember the name of that martial arts, so I yeah, sound offensive. It's, it's very knee-based. But it's it's not jiu-jitsu, that's for sure. So it's just very weird. Well, Tony, Maybe Tony, Tony Jaws is, is a Muay Thai guy, and that's it, Muay Thai, yeah, and Sea yeah. Lot and some some other stuff. But yeah, there there's um... so he's like perpetually jumping into people with his knees, yeah, and then like everybody else is just doing stage choreography, and they have like doing real martial arts, and sometimes they have bow staffs sometimes they have battle oh axes God. let's talk real quick about the weapons in this movie which were pvc pipes yeah the one guy the one guy is straight up carrying a rod from a closet yeah yeah it just like you put your hangers yeah, yeah, on he just yeah. pulled it it's hollow and everything yeah it's just that tony cha is using like plumbing pipe that they've put like end caps on that are supposed to be like tong fu it's so weird uh the the the, the sort of like pixie haircut girl has some sort of like forearm bow yeah yeah she <laughs> that she uses bolts. three times yeah <laughs> she has these like highly customized bolts that she stores on her body and aiming she, that is impossible aiming that she has to hold up her left arm and like act like you know pull the bow back with her right but it's balanced on her wrist and i'm like how much like how much tension can you get to to shoot yeah. a bolt like you can't pull it back very so far. much arm movement you would have to hold your arm real steady there's no yeah you can't it. there's no aiming how sight would you aim that like it just was silly it was silly it's a slingshot really yeah it's more like a slingshot but like she had she had like fire bolts and electricity bolts they, and yeah they, they like exploded when they hit it was people, very like hawkeye of. it was kind of like hawkeye but that's not all they brought to battle they also have very important wardrobe technology <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> let's not forget that they're all wearing mesh half shirts and, and half sleeves and 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 they're wearing those like uh, like there's like capes that like people who are really into like club scenes wear you know where they like they come down to like your mid like your knee and they have pockets and you know that like if you were like i wonder if anybody has acid who has it Uh, and for some reason that makes them invisible do they ever use that to their advantage in a fight no No, because being invisible would never come in handy i guess yeah i don't know if like that effect was too expensive to do too many times or what but like there's a lot of things that like show up once in the movie and then you never like concepts and fighting abilities and stuff. The the rules of the fights and like what hurts the fighter and the alien and what doesn't and like how much it's just cuz the the M60 shot at point blank range decimated it. I mean, it, it ripped like, it apart. It blew his chest cavity open and it lay dead for like a solid minute. Yeah, so they could have some dialogue. And, and the guy who for 29 years... So Jokes years, McGee could show up. Yeah. The guy who for 29 years studied this thing and knew without a shadow of a doubt that he had to shoot it more, doesn't. And then... <laughs> he just waits for it to come back and... But later in the movie, they cut it like across the torso with a sharp blade to the point where you almost see fucking spine and just sort of zips right back up within like yeah. nanoseconds so it's like what is what is the the system here which we later establishes apparently it takes four to six seconds which again only happens Sometimes. with the m60 and at the end when it was important for the hero to the do grenades. grenade yeah. stuff uh yeah it's it's a hot a hot mess not, not, not those outfits though uh i gotta say i mean those I, I, I i'm gonna be honest while we were recording this i've ordered four of those cloaks three yeah. half mesh shirts it's it's really easy to get you just have to sort of do a a a, a date like a, a, an unhinged cartwheel through a hot topic and you'll come out this way yes. this way on the other side just, just type in insane workout clothes and this will come up yeah it's like it's like uh it's like under armor like athletic wear 
with different pieces of cloth, like gray cloth draped over it. Just, yeah. just think of the guy that sells you ketamine. Like, yes. That's, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just, you're at a rave, and you're looking for who's holding. It's that guy. Everyone just picture your, your, your ketamine dealer right now, this, and that's him. Yes. <laughs> You've got it. You've got the outfit. Yeah. Wait, Seth dresses like that? <laughs> Don't blow up his spot on the podcast. <laughs> Um, this brings us, uh, to the finale, which continues to make little sense because again, I, and, and also when he said finale, it is in quotes with an asterisk next to it. Yes. Because again, the this, climax of this movie is a reptile. This destruction. villain has fought a hundred men at this point. So yep. he's done. It seems like <laughs> contractually. Contractually, he's done. He also fought the guy that ran oh, away. He's he doesn't have to come back for like another yeah. 30 years. He's all set. Yet somehow he, he comes back his quota. He comes back to Kokenish Buddha Temple. Where, who wouldn't? Where, who wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> where he the portal then like opens again, and I'm like, because he needs to kill these people so he can leave. Is is, is death part of it? They never established that because Nicholas Cage fought explain. him and didn't die. I don't know. No, here's the thing: Nicholas Cage's character ran away and hid. Oh, that's right. Six years ago, but for some reason that didn't violate the terms, no. which is specifically he has to fight nine people and win, and then he'll leave. Or you kill him, and then it ends. So why did he leave that last time? Like, the, they set up the rules, and then instantly are like, but six years ago, he was like, I'm not a real stickler. You know, that was my dad. <laughs> Again, the I'm rules. Brex Jr., all right? But with, with four minutes to go, the villain walks near a small brazier and is instantly blinded by the fire in a way that he cannot recover from. <laughs> it is so weird because... <laughs> the room is only lit by fire. <laughs> it's like this interdimensional being who has been doing this for a long time apparently uh, an eon or whatever the villager says at the end of the movie and they are fighting in a room that has multiple lit torches on the wall and then the creature gets near fire and is disabled and gets kicked a bunch but not even like not like oh i can't see like it helpless, like, like disoriented. It's like, like it's. I don't yeah, get I've it. Lost all sense. His mask I can't control is, my nervous system. His mask is heat vision. This is what it is designed to detect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like literally looking for. Body it would be heat. like if the alien had night vision and he turned the lights out and he went, "Oh no, darkness! I don't know how to handle that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the, and the just it takes it takes like ten minutes to kill the alien. Yeah, finally, we, we we blast a hole in him that you know unexpected uh, uh, or uh, indescribably doesn't heal like the other things do, and they stuff it, it heals just slow enough for them to stuff a grenade. Comic reliever is stuck, throws him one grenade and he stuffs it in there, and then I guess just because they had them both on set. He throws a second grenade and he stuffs that one in there as well in sequence, which again, it's not one grenade in any chest cavity sufficient. <laughs> it's probably enough. Sufficient. And the grenade the grenades take a full like twenty-five seconds to uh -huh. Yeah, like as all grenades do. They they go off long enough that like when they land you can run away and go he, make a sandwich. He does like a cool pose and kick sidekick into the chest of oh, the Oh yeah, into the Stargate. And then they say, We'll see you in six years, and I'm like you murdered him. Yeah. Is it this, it, <laughs> you you literally it. ended it. You've been doing what they've been trying to do for a millennia, I guess. But we need that because it's just or stuff. at least or at least fifteen thirty because that's when jujitsu was created. <laughs> it it does it's, it's 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 important though that they establish that he'll somehow return because that's how we get jujitsu two. Jujitsu. Oh, uh, which. <laughs> I know. I hope it's jujitsu too, coquettish Buddha. Yeah, and it's just all about like the story of why that Buddha once is giving me those bad. It can't eyes. be jujitsu too. This is a now you see me all yeah. over again. You can't do this to Dan, me. Dan Harmon's now you see me rant is one of the greatest things on the internet. I encourage. Or, it is pretty amazing. Anyone or the fact that that the third cube movie wasn't just called Cube. cube. <laughs> yeah, that is a real. That's crime. a that's a that real a tragedy. Missed opportunity. <laughs> But this fucking movie, uh, it was, it was, um, 
the, you it, know, I don't even I don't even know if we can call it a movie. This tax write off. It's yeah, it's it's a bunch of scenes. It really feels like they they wanted to shoot something else and then they couldn't and they had to edit it together in a weird way to make it all work because if if this was intentional holy shit like the 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 script for this is a mess um if this Again, is how you meant was... to say the collection of uh bar rat, bar napkins that this was written on <laughs> and then she says what are you doing here and he says i don't know and she says Okay. And then he kicks, and then they kick. <laughs> and then he meets the people who know him. And someone comes by and says, My God, God. let's get you $25 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except for the guy who says it has like a way thicker like Armenian accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20, $25 million. That's uh How much for Bruce Willis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bruce Willis is originally going to be in this... Well, sadly, he had to bow out. Uh, not sadly for him, but the reason he bowed out is sad. Yeah, I mean, this this was a this is not like a oh go watch it. It's like a fun action movie. It's it's not it's not even the stunt stuff in this is is very weak. I, Nothing's I would good. Say. Yeah, it's it's you know what is good and in effect they use so little that I wish they had used it more is when the alien's face mask lights up and you can see his quote-unquote face. Yeah. They, they didn't do that enough, I'm saying sarcastically, because <laughs> it happens about 92 fucking times, and it's just an ordinary face. Yeah. There's nothing interesting about it. And I thought, as, you know, by, like, the fifth or sixth time they reveal... Because, for, for the listeners at home, the, the creature has kind of a, a dome a glass dome like front to its face and it's just it's just they've digitally just whitened it out or something uh and occasionally you can see like a creature face show up like it's breathing against the glass and it did it like once in the middle of the movie and then they do it a hundred more times yes randomly and each and each time they zoom in as if, like, this time you're going to be like, oh, now it's finally working. Yeah, it. and it's the expre- It's like a static image that they fade in and out occasionally. It doesn't seem to have any bearing on if the monster's hurt or if it's hurting somebody else or if it's doing something. It's just... They just do it because they paid somebody to animate it. <laughs> and it's... it's Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, we paid for this. Keep using it. It felt... It would be like if in The Predator, when he pulled his mask off, it was just a guy who had kind of a flat nose. Yes. Like, just somebody whose nose had been broken when they were younger. And you're like, oh, that's it? His pupils are kind of weird? It was... Like, it was... So, so it doesn't even... Like, if you were going to do that, and it's just clearly like a static, flat image, why not make him look truly alien? He just looks like an ugly man. It's... Which is not that threatening. I mean, to me it is. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a man, so it doesn't affect me. I'm sure it does a lot of people. It's, it's terrifying. But... Uh, ben is, has uh, pivoted into looking at IMDb reviews, and it's a battleground. For... <laughs> some, some... It's a battleground between what? People who really hate it and uh, people who just kind of hate it? I can pass out some titles to you. Uh, an absolute must-see. Um, that guy needs to be put a into cinematic a masterpiece. Uh, that guy the, worked on this movie. The, the next, next evolution, evolution in filmmaking. <laughs> That's the guy who bought the GoPro and is trying to justify the cost. Twenty-five of his million dollars, well, well spent, spent. <laughs> says director of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. says, says, uh, says says accountant. Yeah. The, the reviewer it says, "Please don't kill me." Yeah. <laughs> I like the the ten out of ten below it that just says. Fair, I would say. Uh, I, I appreciate <laughs> always. That's what I love on IMDb. Is sometimes a person will be like, "It was just okay." Ten you out know, of ten. Post, like, I don't think you understand what a rating system is. I think this sums it up. Nice movie, nice movie, good movie. Please support movie maker in time of pandemic. <laughs> I think that sums up that's, everything we needed to say. Yeah, a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> nice movie, good movie. Please support movie maker in times of pandemic. I think that sums it up, folks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's really anything else. To nice say. movie, good movie. Nice movie, good movie. Please support movie maker in times of pandemic. <laughs> Okay, find the let's find the one stars. Let's find the let's find the people. Yeah, I was gonna say, I am curious to see what the one star is, and I think the real question is, what's your review, Ben? Uh, well, would you recommend people to watch it? You know, 
I, I don't want to put this in too simple of terms, but I, I think this was... I think it was a nice movie. A good movie. A nice movie. And I think... That, uh, no. Uh, this movie was trash, and it was only enhanced by having watched it with uh, with, with my co-host and guest here. Um, and no one should if, even remotely consider booting this If up. we had not watched this movie together... I would have been devastated. I would have just been like, why? I would have been so mad and then like so sad that I was like, oh my God, I hope Seth didn't watch it alone because I'll feel terrible. <laughs> okay, this review just says remove from, from screen. screen. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think this was a review, but someone was yelling at their Alexa, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the review <laughs> is... They didn't realize they had voice to text on. All right, the review is poorly made and the quality looks like they made it for the joke with a theater lover pal remove this from the, <laughs> the white, white screen, screen. nicholas cage his keep ruining <laughs> his, his career keep. with these types of bizarre movies <laughs> jujitsu <I>, wait <laughs> there was one that just says jujitsu is a movie with no jujitsu <laughs> predator ripoff i gave it a one because there's nothing below a one <laughs> <laughs> As bad as the pizza I ordered tonight. Conspiracy? <laughs> this is the worst movie I've ever seen, literally. Not literally in the figurative sense, like people use it nowadays, but literally in the dictionary sense that I have never seen a movie this bad. I only finished it because it was easier than arguing with my kid who's innocent. I've irreparably done damage to with such drivel. I am having more fun reading the reviews and writing this than watching it. It was as bad as the Domino's pizza I ordered, which looked like it came out of the laundry machine spin cycle and was somehow still cold. I think there's a conspiracy here to ruin my Friday movie night with daughter. I it's just it's just <laughs> I'm gonna lose. We're having a medical emergency over here with Ben. I love it. That may be the greatest review I've ever heard for any movie. I could just picture like a dim living, like a dim den, with a dad on the couch, like his phone right here, all the way up to his nose, just like typing this review. His daughter's like, "What movie are we gonna be watching?" And his daughter's like, "Wait, I thought they already fought nine guys." Yeah, I know, Casey. I know. Quit bringing it up. I said it was a mistake. We should have watched Frozen again. Yep. Leave me alone. Dad, why aren't they shooting him more? That seemed to work earlier. I mean, I... I Casey. I, you know, at least at least that, that man has a, a, a wonderful relationship with his daughter where they try to watch... <laughs> or he Nicholas did. Or he did. Yeah. yeah. This is... Yeah, this is, uh, this is where the, the fraction starts. <laughs> this, this is where the conversation with her therapist begins. Yeah. Oh. I, my dad wanted to watch this movie... Well, that I think that sums up our thoughts think, on whether or not I you should it watch really it. I think it really does. As, as bad as Cold Domino's Pizza, yep. uh, don't see it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Just scroll through the IMDb page. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, like, I, you know, um, making even making shitty movies is hard. And I, you know, shooting all those stunts in five weeks probably sucked a lot and was rough well I mean, not when you only do one take bro well <laughs> it's real quick to a, film a movie three days that's a lot to cram in but unfortunately despite you know how i think the stunt performers are very good at what they do that does not make a good movie and this this is not it's not enjoyable it's confusing if you're in it for the nicholas cage there's he there's is just kind of sleepwalking no. through it there's nothing really he doesn't just watch any, kiss of the vampire yeah right? like if you're in it for cage you're not he's not really in it that just much. put the the protector on one screen and then put vampires kiss on the other screen yeah, yeah. and just play them at the or same or just time. like one of those like youtube reels yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. just all the scenes of him screaming that, that's what that, that would give you more satisfaction than having watched this yeah so. and i you know they they got they you know, a fifth of the budget went to to get Nick Cage on the poster so they could have a, so, you know, a name, a name for the movie. Tony Jaa also has, you know, they probably spent a decent amount on him too. And beyond that, it was like a bunch of stunt performers running around, you know, kicking a guy in a rubber suit. And there's sort of a story, but it's so poorly shot. It sounds bad. It the lighting sucks. Like it, like it's just, it's ugly to look at. It's boring to think about, and I do not recommend it to anybody. 
So your review may be bad movie, very bad movie, movie not good. Not good. Still support director but during still time support of director during pandemic. <laughs> but <clears throat> thankfully, you, you came on to, to, to help us, to, to, to guide us like a Sherpa through this <laughs> nightmare movie Ugh. and get us to the other end. So uh, that leaves us really with only how we end every every podcast, which was... Nice episode, good episode, Sorry, nice episode. episode. Please support, support podcasters <laughs> during this time of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>